Can you guys hear me? Is it on now? Okay. Ladies. Okay, some women are still going to be trickling in, but we're going to get started. And I don't know about you, but I'm ready for a nap. But instead, we're going to do some more would you rather stand-ups. Okay, and these ones are funny. They're for kids, but they're pretty good. Okay. Would you rather find out you are... Okay, wait. I can't read this. Hold on. Uh, but it's supposed to like make me feel more comfortable. Okay, would you rather drink your favorite beverage from a bucket or from a baby bottle? Stand up if you'd rather drink it from a bucket. <laughs> okay, from a baby bottle? Anyone? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Would you rather see color that no one else can see or smell smells that no one else can smell? So stand up if you would rather see colors. Okay, if you would rather smell smells. Okay, the rest of them are not as good as I thought, so we're gonna move into a drawing. Okay, we have two different drawings. One is for a coffee card, and the other one, Christmas decorations. It's a set of three tree ornaments. It is Christmas all year long. It's 2020. <laughs> Julie Anderson. Okay, you can choose coffee card or Christmas ornaments. Ooh, it's my girl. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and also for those wondering, Sarah, who took the weekend challenge, she did complete the challenge, but she's not here right now, so we're gonna wait and talk about it later tonight. What's that? She might be, yeah. Sarah Haynes? Sarah Hines? Oh. Okay, I knew that. Melissa Garner? Oh, my God. Okay, ladies, just a few announcements. Today, just a reminder that there is a painting craft happening at 2.30 in the Pacific Building. And Sherry Chidwick, raise your hand. At three o'clock, she's gonna be leaving from downstairs to go on a hike at Ecola State Park. She, her words, she's a middle-aged woman, not on an intense hike, she's just wanting to look at pretty things. So you are welcome to join her at three o'clock downstairs. And dinner is gonna be at six o'clock in the dining room.
Okay, I've had this Bible since I was 16, and I can't read the print anymore. It's really sad, but I'm not giving up the Bible, so that's the glasses. Okay, we've talked about those of you who are here who have babies at home. I know your five-year-olds seem old, but they're babies. Um, we've talked about those of you who have school-age kids at home. I'm wondering how many of you are here who are single, never married, widowed, divorced, and no kids, single, living at... And how many of those of you that that's you, are you living alone? Like you're in a spot where you're by yourself. Okay. So if we think about what isolation feels like, and you think about going home every day to an empty house, but you, um, it has different challenges than the households that are just so full with, with things that you have to do. Um, and one of the things that I love about doing life in community and about having a, um, a culture of grace among each other is to recognize that um, our celebrations are different and our challenges are different, but we can learn from each other. And we recognize with each other's losses and joys that life is so very complex. And there's a different loss in this season to those who are living on their own than to those who are feeling swamped and inundated with there's always somebody to care for. And um, as you as you are doing this Space for God weekend to give yourself permission to feel different than anybody else here feels. It may be that for you, you haven't been around this many people in nine months and you're loving it. Every time we send you to solitude, you're like, anybody want to take a walk with me instead? Like, I'd really actually like to keep being with people, right? Um, so that's actually going to play into what we do this afternoon. Um, we're not staying in this room for long. We're... Um, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but we're not going to sing together right now, but there is going to be a worship option this afternoon, so I'll explain that in a minute. We're going to talk a little bit about this next bit in 2 Corinthians, and then I'm going to set up kind of what the banqueting table might be this afternoon for you, and then we're going to let you get going back out into the sunshine. Uh, how many of you chose the first time to just go take a walk on the beach? Anybody else out? I mean, you get sunshine on the Oregon coast, you got to go while the going is good, right? Yeah, that was uh, some delightful space out there. So let's look for a second um, at 2 Corinthians 4, and we're looking at 7 through, do you know that in the Bibles, the numbers are actually smaller than the letters? <laughs> 7 through 13. By the way, as you are looking that up, getting your Bibles out or your phones, or your Bible apps, um, those of you on, they moved you. <laughs> Those of you who are watching on YouTube, I'm sorry for the scramble before this session. I realized that was a whole bunch of texting of links to get you guys up, and that was just a technical difficulty on this end. So glad you're still with us, and um, hope the weekend's going well for you too. I'm looking forward to hearing back on what's been going in on going on on your end and how your small group Zoom discussion has been going. So glad you're with us. Sorry for the hiccup coming into this session. So let's look at this together. I just want to read this one, starting in verse 7. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. 
For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that his life may be revealed in our mortal body. So then, death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. Um, I think what I love about this passage of scripture is that it is such a great capturing of the season of life that we are in. Isn't it? Like, it's horrible and okay at the same time. <laughs> it's such a challenge and yet so life-giving at the same time. I was having a conversation with somebody maybe this morning at breakfast, maybe. It's all a bit of a blur at this point, I'll be really honest, about what does it look like to recognize where we're growing even in the challenge of homeschooling or finding a new job or taking care of aging parents, um, the, the sandwich generation where you still have um, young people at home, but you're also taking care of your parents. And that just got so much harder in this season because you can't even go to where your parents live. You know, So what does it look like for those challenges to actually be forming us? This idea that, yes, the brokenness of the world is so evident, and yet the life of Jesus could also be equally evident if we're looking and noticing his presence. If we're willing to embrace our humanity, that this treasure, this all-encompassing power that was in the verse ahead of time. Tell you what, microphone, glasses, and Bible will just be the end of me. Okay. We have this all-surpassing power. To see that, we look back up into verse 6. God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. This is the treasure that we have in these jars of clay. The glory of God, the light of who he is, the knowledge that comes through his spirit, the ability to live into the freedom of the spirit that we talked about this morning, all of that is this treasure that we have in a jar of clay. Cracked, susceptible to be broken, leaks easier for some of us than for others. Um, it's, it's, we, hold, we hold in tension the perfection of God the brokenness of the world, and the reality of who we are, and that we are neither 100% broken nor 100% whole because we live in the in-between. We live in the brokenness of this world before the perfection of eternity with God. And so what does it look like? Remember last night we mentioned that um, positive sentiment override and negative sentiment override, that can we can get in the habit of just looking at life through a negative mindset. And I would guess that if that's you, when I read that passage, here are the words that jumped out at you. If you have been living with a negative sentiment override, when I read that passage, you heard hard pressed, crushed, perplexed, despair, persecuted, death, death, death. <laughs> But we have an option to choose a positive sentiment override, to look for the good that God is doing. And when we do that, we can listen to this passage and we can hear this. Treasure, all surpassing power, not crushed, not in despair, not abandoned, not destroyed. We carry around in our body the life of Jesus. We are alive so that his life may be revealed in us because life is at work in you. Those two realities are in this passage. Those two realities are in your life. 
you are the only one who can choose which one you're going to lean into, focus on, and let be the source of your everyday life. Is it going to be angst and anxiety and anger and sticking with all the things that you can't control? Or is it going to be God and light and love and life? And hear me, I'm not saying that if you choose positive, it's all going to be roses and butterflies. <laughs> I'm saying that when you choose to lean into the gifts that God is giving, it is going to make you happier. It is going to make your life lighter. It is There's still gonna be all the things that you can't control, but rather than letting all your energy go to anxiety and worry about how to navigate what you can't control, your energy and your purpose is going towards the reflection of God in the world, the transformation into his image, the life that he wants to bring you and the freedom that is in his spirit. It's the same day to day. It doesn't matter what choice you make, you're still going to get up in the morning and put your pants on one leg at a time but it is going to make an incredible difference at the end of every day in how that day plays out for you and for the kingdom of God. We have a choice and the choice comes in embracing the limitations of our humanity, even while we cling to the power and the light and the life of God in the light of our humanity. Our limits, our margins, the stuff that we can't do, the stuff that we can't handle, the anxiety that rises when we wish it wouldn't, the grief that is because somebody else did something that impacted us that we couldn't control, but it so impacted us. All those things have the opportunity to be part of becoming a reflection of Jesus, being transformed into his image, living the life that I believe in your heart of hearts is really the life that you want. And so we embrace our humanity so that we can live into the fullness of what God created us for. I don't live into who God made me to be because I try harder and I'm stronger. I live into who God made me to be because I throw myself on his mercy and say, I can do nothing without you. So as you go this afternoon, the scripture passage that I just read is in there. If you want to take some time reading that slowly, prayerfully, letting Holy Spirit speak to you and teach you from that scripture passage. And the other prayer I put in here for this afternoon is actually the serenity prayer. And we often pray the shortened version. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. There's actually a full version of that, and the whole thing is in here. And it's really good in light of what we were just talking about. So you might want to look at that this afternoon. Couple other things on the docket as far as what is the banquet table before you. Um, throw an idea for you. Um, when Jesus had been crucified and was resurrected, and before he went back to heaven, there was a story in the Gospels where he met two disciples on the road to Emmaus but they didn't know that it was Jesus. But as they walked, he was explaining to them because they were talking about the crucifixion and then the women who had said that he was alive and they were talking about what was real and what was current and what was most important to them. And Jesus came and he walked beside them and he gave them insight into what they were talking about. And he opened the Old Testament scriptures before them and he made it all clear. And when it became revealed to them that he had been present with them, that it was actually Jesus, they said, were not our hearts burning within us? Even though we didn't at the time recognize that we were in the presence of Jesus, were not our hearts burning within us as he explained the word of God to us? And so one of the things you might want to do this afternoon as part of your space for God is find somebody and take an Emmaus walk. Um, pair up with somebody and go and talk about what's important to you. 
Talk about what's going on in life. Talk about the things that matter to you that you're confused about. Talk about your humanity. Talk about the treasure that's in these jars of clay. And the invitation is to recognize that Jesus is walking with you and to invite him through Holy Spirit to do what he did for those disciples on the road to Emmaus, which was to enlighten them, to, to show them the truth, to, to burn in your hearts and to show you the way through, even in the midst of simply taking a walk on a sunny beach and talking with a friend. So that might be how you want to spend your solitude this afternoon. And especially since we're in COVID solitude, people in solitude, I know those it's an oxymoron, but that sounds kind of good. <laughs> so some of you might just want to head back to your room, go out on your own, and that's totally fine. Some of you might want to find someone and take a walk. And if you didn't come with someone and you want to take a walk, can I encourage you to find your small group leader before you leave this room? And maybe you guys can pair up with some of the folks in your small group before you head out if you want to, if you want to walk and talk with someone. The other thing that's going to happen this afternoon is that um, Volanda is just going to stay in this room and play worship music. She's going to be here from 2 until 3.30. And she's just going to play, sing, worship, be present. And you are welcome to stay in this room or return to this room and just be soak in God's presence in worship. Volanda, when Morgan made the joke about napping, Volanda says, tell them they can come back in here and nap. I mean, that, that'd be fine. So that's going to be in, she's going to be in here till about 3.30 this afternoon. Another recommendation I'll make, a friend reminded me today of a playlist that's uh, relatively easy to find. It's Bethel Music, and it's called Peace. And we were talking, and she had said, I just don't have, mar she has four kids, and life is kind of crazy. It's all up here, and she goes, I just don't have margin for the crescendos. I need worship music, but I don't have room for the loud. It just, it, it pushes me over the edge. And so she had found this album that's a lot of the worship music that we actually sing and know without the crescendos. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit more even keel. And so if you're kind of like, I'm on a little bit of overload, and I need quiet, but I, I love worship, I just highly recommend. I've actually been listening to it at home. Um, side note that none of you need to know. This is a bonus. Um, I'm sharing my office space, my work at home office space with my 14 year old daughter's school at home office space. And so she gets the teacher talking out loud and I get the headphones covering up her noise so that I can focus. So I listen to this one a lot because it doesn't actually distract me from my work while I'm um, working. So peace. Uh, it's Bethel music. Here's another idea. What about listening to worship music in a different language? A couple of us were just talking about this the other day about how rich it can be to, to find a song that you know and just listen to it when you're not actually having to, um, you don't have to engage with the ideas because it's happening in a different language. So it, it, it's a different brain space. So some of you with a creative flair or interest in something new might try that. Um, Rachel is also going to be in this room if you wanted prayer. So she's going to hang out while Volanda's um, playing worship music. And if you wanted to talk with someone, pray with someone, Rachel would be in here during that time slot for that. So here's what's going to happen. If you would, those of you who are here on your own with no small group, when I say go, you're free to go, but don't leave yet because I'm still talking. Those of you who have small groups, if you would, Sherry's there, Kathy's here, I think the rest of you kind of know where your leaders are. If you would just check in with them and let them know if you're looking for somebody to walk with or not so that they can then um, know if they're helping you find a partner or not. Um, so just check in with your small group if you want to get paired up with somebody. 
Oh, and if you are doing this via Zoom, your meeting is set to start at two o'clock. It's also gonna be pretty short. You have the same invitation to do an Emmaus walk today, um, but Sue is gonna help you maybe get each other's phone numbers or something if some of you want to connect with each other virtually during this time. Or you can take the afternoon in solitude and be back for, we in this place have dinner at what time? Dinner's at six o'clock. Session is at seven o'clock, so that's when we sending a new link uh, virtually. We'll send you a link between 6.30 and 6.45 for the seven o'clock session. And have a great afternoon, you guys. Let me just pray and bless you as we go. Father, thank you for the smorgasbord that you have set before us. Thank you that there are no wrong choices in front of us today. Thank you for the invitation to simply keep the awareness of Jesus present with us through the Holy Spirit, no matter what we choose to do this afternoon. That whatever we choose to do this afternoon, we do with Jesus present, and that you, through Holy Spirit, are able to remind us of what you taught to comfort us, to counsel us. God, in the things that we have stirring and, and looping in our minds, Holy Spirit could actually speak into that loop and transform it and release it. So this afternoon, God, I pray for your presence um, here in Cannon Beach, here in this room, here with every conversation that goes from this place, out around the United States with the people who are joining us virtually. Um, Pray for afternoons of women spent enjoying your nature, your creation, each other, your word, a nap, worship, with the reality and the awareness of Jesus' presence, even as he was on the road to Emmaus. Go with us, we pray. Amen.